The Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to his disciples, Do not let your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house there are many dwelling places. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and I will take you to myself, so that where I am, there you may be also. And you know the way to the place where I am going. Now Thomas said to him, Lord, we, we don't know where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you know me, you will know my Father also. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father and we will be satisfied. Jesus said to him, have I been with you all this time, Philip, and you still do not know me? Whoever, whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words that I say, say to you, I do not speak on my own, but the Father who dwells in me does his works. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. But if you do not, then believe me because of the works themselves. Very truly, I tell you, the one who believes in me will also do the works that I do, and in fact, will do greater works than these, because I am going to the Father. I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If in my name you ask me for anything, I will do it. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise you, O Christ. We have in the church always been saying that all are welcome. We invite people to church, we want them to be here because they are welcome in our midst. And there's something in today's gospel that declares that even through Jesus, there is a place for everyone. It even sounds like there's a, a personal private room in the, in the big mansion in heaven if you listen to Jesus. Now today's story actually is also used as a funeral text to bring comfort and hope to those who are grieving with all the uncertainty and the fear of death perhaps even. And that through Jesus, with the resurrection, we have the promise that there is a place for everyone, that we have a place in the heavenly home. And there's another part in today's words from Jesus that brings some comfort to us. I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Through Jesus, we have it. We believe that we have it all. God's grace, God's mercy, God's warm embrace, and a place with God. That's the truth that Jesus proclaims to us. Now, I got to thinking a little bit. Now, we always, I hope we all think a little bit when we hear words from Jesus. 
You see, the text is often used as an exclusionary text about Christianity. It's only if you believe in God, it's only if you believe in Jesus Christ that you will find a way to heaven. But what about all the non-believers of this world? What, a, what about especially the, the good guys out there who may not be Christian but who do and are godly people in themselves? What about Gandhi? who in the midst of great suffering and injustices by the colonial powers tried and worked with nonviolence to bring about justice. What about Sugihara Chiyune, the, the Japanese diplomat in Lithuania during World War II who, who offered a way for Jews to escape the Holocaust. And I have encountered plenty of people in my travels who, people who attend worship, who are in church, but they're not baptized. You would call them non-believers, but they're there for something, some kind of something they're seeking. And they, if you ask them, they're not baptized because of family reasons or something about the traditions that they hold dear. Are they welcomed into the realm of God? And of course, we have all the patriarchs and matriarchs and prophets of, of the Old Testament. You know, Abraham, Sarah, Jacob, Ruth, Esther, David, Isaiah, the whole list goes on. All these great people in the Old Testament. They were never baptized. And they could hardly have known of Jesus, you know, hundreds and thousands of years before Jesus. Are they in heaven too? No, he says, well, well, we don't know, of course, the answer, but. <laughs> but, no, but good question, good question. Because we talk about, if you're baptized, then we'll have a baptism today, which, which is the way to heaven, but what about those who aren't? It's a good question. And maybe a good answer, I don't know. So I, I ask myself, whether you are Christian or not, whether you're baptized or not, what is goodness. What makes us good with God? It's not the good that we do, and we know that from our good Lutheran theology, that, that makes us good with God and takes us to heaven. No, we say that it's our faith, our faith alone, and God's grace alone. And certainly baptism is a sign, a special sign of God's grace in our faith. But when you look at all of God's children, and I mean all of God's creation, all of God's people, what is it that brings each of us into God's warm embrace? Now, Jesus has some important words for us today. The one who believes in me will also do the works that I do, and in fact, will do greater works than these. Now, in my own mind, I, I connect this with what another thing that Jesus has said. Come to me, all you who are blessed by my Father, and inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. 
I was a stranger and you welcomed me. I was a naked and he gave me clothing. I was sick and you took care of me. I was in prison and you visited me. Now, since a couple of weeks ago, we've been talking about refugees. You know, the more than 32.5 uh, million people around the world who have fled their homes because of violence and wars, injustices, all kinds of other dangers, even in times of famine and hunger. We're asked to remember these millions and millions of people who, who cannot return home. And I know it's a staggering number to think about. And it, it may be that sometimes with refugees we think, oh, they're, we're, they're so far away, out of sight, out of mind. But think for a moment about Jesus, the one closest to our hearts. Jesus was a refugee too when he and his family had to escape to Egypt to flee the tyranny of Herod. Think how close refugees really are when you think about Jesus. But there's also Bibijan and Anwar and Sitra. There's Morian and Vian and Alexander. There's Jaime and Siret and Beruth. There's Roshia and Maria and Yasmin. Indeed, each of these 32 and a half million refugees has a name. And that name, that person, is also a creation of God, a child of God. And we are God's children too, embraced and welcome regardless of who and what we are. And today we will witness another child of God being welcomed into the family through baptism. Right, Oliver? <laughs> well, I don't care about parents. I'm talking to Oliver. And we repeat these words every Sunday, every, every holy day, as we gather at the meal prepared by our Lord. And as God's blessed ones, we do the works of Jesus, gathering onto ourselves and welcoming Jesus into ourselves as well. And that's what Jesus declares for us today. It's not a call to do something good as if that goodness brings somehow some kind of some blessing upon us. No, it's a state of being of who we are as believers and blessed ones. And so as we call on the names of not just those in our midst, not just those on our prayer chain, we call on the names of Bibijan and Anwar and Vian and Alexander and Jaime and Yasmin. For when Jesus has already prepared a place for each one of us. That place is prepared indeed for you and you and, and you. But I wonder, and I believe, that Jesus also prepares a place for Sitara and Morian and Siret and Maria and Behuz. 
Mohammed is a Rohingya refugee in Bangladesh. You see, the Rohingya are Muslims and ethnically Bengali people from what is now Bangladesh and eastern parts of India. So the Myanmar government, the, the, the Burma government, has declared them to be outsiders. And not just declared this, but initiated a brutal campaign of burning down Rohingya villages, destroying their fields, and killing the Rohingya. This is ethnic cleansing. This is genocide. Now, Mohammed and almost a million refugees have fled across the border into Bangladesh. He and others have settled there in, what, in the town of Cox's Bazaar, and what has now become the largest refugee camp in the whole world. And this refugee camp had with birds, the babies, and so forth, has grown to more than 1.4 million people. And now just over a couple of months ago, I was talking with Mohammed there. And he talks about the needs in the refugee camp. We need more water taps, he says, adding that as a disabled person, he has challenges in collecting water. He also adds that primary education for the children is really needed. And that's because the Bangladesh government is hosting these refugees, is not allowing the children to have real education. And because there is no education, girls especially are taken at a young age to be married off. Now, Muhammad himself is not married, but he talked about some men who beat their wives. And he says that polygamy becomes normalized because if a husband does not like his wife, he'll just go off to another part of the camp and find another girl to marry. And the cycle goes on. Granted that some of this happens in many Muslim contexts, it is not always normal to do this, especially among the Rohingya. The problem is that as refugees, everything is turned upside down. Your sense of being is all messed up as a refugee. And Muhammad says, I just want to go home. I left my ancestors, my parents buried there. And I want to stand next to their grave. I want things to be normal again. And so I wonder, as I believe in Jesus, as I do the works that Jesus did, and as I seek to, to give food to the hungry and give drink to those who are thirsty, as I give clothes to those who are naked, as I welcome the stranger, as I give clothing and care for the sick, as I visit those in refugee camps, where does that leave me?
Now, I'm not saying that, and I have to be careful by saying that, yes, we believe in baptism, yes, we believe in, in the Christian faith as a way to Jesus. But after the resurrection, Jesus said to his disciples and to us, go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And now listen to this part. This is a real important part teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded. Yes, we have Jesus' words and commands and teachings. That's why we carry these in our own selves, and we carry them into the world. And today is one such day that we carry those teachings as we hear those work, words that Jesus speaks, that we, our works, our works, will be Jesus' works, and even greater than what Jesus said. We know this because the Christ of the resurrection also said, remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. The Christ is risen in us. Christ is risen in us. And that, my friends, is the truth. Amen.